This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cell phones in our schools. Well, this has become a hot topic with the news this week that Quebec is joining Ontario in limiting cell phone use in classrooms for kindergarten to grade 12. And I do mean limiting, not completely eliminating. Both provinces have left areas for discretion for teachers to use mobile devices as a learning tool, but no more widespread accessibility. So yesterday on the show, we heard from education advocate Tara Houle, who feels it's about time BC joined Ontario and Quebec and eliminated the social aspect of cell phones from schools. What we've seen in the last 10 years, you know, with this upsurge of cell phone use, especially amongst our kids, is that there's even more distractions. We have to understand that schools are a place of learning. It's it's an inferior learning resource. The evidence suggests that it doesn't work. It doesn't work very effectively, so why have them? So that was Tara Hull yesterday on the show. And after that interview, I heard from our next guest. Dave McChrystal is the president of Computer Using Educators of BC. Dave, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Good morning, Simi. Thank you for having me. Now, you really wanted to talk about this issue of cell phones in schools. Why do you feel so strongly about this? Well, I think that it's really important that um, we don't wrap together the ills of social media and societal challenges with um, the use of a powerful learning tool. Uh, Cell phones can provide students with access to all sorts of things, and I think that we confuse social media use with the tool, and um, that's something that we need to consider. So equity is a huge issue in schools, and lots of kids um, are asked to bring devices to school. They can't afford a cell phone, or sorry, they can't afford a tablet or a laptop, so all they have is a cell phone, and that's, that's what they, they have, that's what they need in order to conduct their learning. Okay, so you believe that a cell phone at school is a good learning tool. How? So, I mean, with a mobile device, uh, you can do things that you can't do easily with a laptop. You can record images, video, capture audio, scan 3D models. So if, for example, I was a new ELL uh, or English language learner, I'm new to Canada, and I'm trying to communicate with um, my peers, the teacher, it's a lot easier for that student to pull a device out of their pocket, uh, talk to it, it translates automatically uh, what they're saying, and then they can communicate more effectively. Uh, Things like a a cooking lab teacher, uh, foods teacher, if they want to have their students make, make a cooking video, They can't really do that with a laptop. Um, So I think that having a blanket ban on mobile devices is probably a step too far. And I think that we need to consider that lots of teachers do use and embrace the technologies um, that students have in their pockets uh, to enhance their learning. You talked about equality of resources there, Dave, but I mean, not every child can afford a mobile phone either. No, that's totally true, and I think that's a huge issue. And, and I think the, um, the interview yesterday, um, it was stated that there was, it was an inferior resource. And I would agree, it's not a perfect resource, but 
um, the way funding in BC works is school boards are given money by the government and they determine how they're going to spend it. And often schools don't have up-to-date textbooks. They don't have up-to-date resources. So teachers are in, are end up making their own resources, posting them online, and then kids need a way to access those. Well, in a perfect world, every kid would have a laptop or a tablet provided by the government. But at this time, that's not the case. So most students have access to uh, a cell phone. Not all do, but most do. And it's kind of a stopgap measure for them. But how do you separate that positive aspect that you're talking about with all the bad stuff that comes with giving kids access to cell phones in school? Well, I think that a lot of that comes down to parents. Parents are usually the ones that buy the cell phones. It's not the schools or teachers buying the kids the cell phones. So parents need to talk to their kids about how they use those devices. Are they checking how their students using social media? Are they aware of what apps or games they're playing? What they're watching when they're on YouTube or TikTok? Because there are a lot of things that, you know, come with mobile devices um, or can be added to mobile devices like apps that aren't necessarily the best things to have. So that's a parental responsibility. Pay attention to what your kids are doing on their devices. Don't you think, though, David, that there's also teachers out there who say, listen, I would like to be free of managing the cell phone use in a classroom? Yeah. So yesterday I posted something on my Facebook account and I had colleagues say, you know, it would be really nice to have no cell phones in, in my classroom. And I agree, if you're, if you're a teacher and you don't want cell phones in your classroom, there's lots of opportunity for you to have a, a cell phone hotel at the front of your classroom where all the kids, you know, put their phone in their, the hotel room and then they pick it up at the end of class. And then in the next class, maybe the foods teacher does want you to have your cell phone out to look at the recipe they posted on their website instead of having a printed paper. Having a, four laptops on a workstation probably isn't as effective as having a cell phone or two, they're a lot smaller. Um, so I think that there's a balance in teacher autonomy and what they need in their classrooms is really important. Do you think this is more about then what those kids are doing with their cell phones, not in the classroom, but still at school? Yeah, I think definitely kids, you know, we hear about bullying. There's lots of uh, challenges with social media. And I think that most of that probably happens outside of school hours. And I would never say that it doesn't happen during school, but that comes down to education and us talking to, you know, the students and making sure that they know what polite, respectful communication looks like. And just like if um, in the old days, if, if I printed a poster and, uh, of somebody I didn't like and hung it up around the school, I'd probably get in trouble for that. And, and those things would continue with cell phones. But it comes down to education and making sure that kids know what's right and what's wrong and then monitoring it. And that's up to parents to do. Um, if a teacher doesn't want cell phones in their classroom, then they should tell the kids, keep them in their bag, put them at the front of the room, put them in the hotel, uh, don't use them in class. But if I do want my learners to have their phones for a variety of reasons, then I should have that ability. Are cell phones making learning better, Dave? Are, is it making, are they making learning more effective? I don't. That's a tough question. I think they're making learning different. So um, the ability of students to capture their learning is something that is new. Before we had a hard time to like capture what we were doing. Now we can make a video of something or, 
record audio. I can record a speech into my cell phone if I'm afraid to present it in front of uh, the class and then play it back to my teacher. And yes, I might be losing a little bit of learning in the presentation skills, but I would, um, but I would still be able to show that I can communicate orally. Right. But shouldn't we only be allowing things in the classroom that are improving the student learning experience? Well, I think improving, improving comes down to what do we um, consider improvement. And with the changes to the way assessments happened over the last a little while, and that's a little bit of a different discussion with report cards and stuff, but we're looking at assessing learning over time as opposed to individual assignments. And I think that it's hard for us um, to understand the change in the system, but we're looking at how, how kids are progressing. And I think that the mobile device allows us to record the progression a little bit more effectively over time than, say, paper and pen or posters. Right, but there is certainly a feeling that perhaps kids aren't progressing in the way that they should or, or, or could be, right, when you look at the overall kind of scores of, of how kids are doing. Well, I think, I think that, that that feeling is true, and I think there's lots of things we can attribute that to uh, that aren't talked about, things like uh, societal challenges, two parents working, uh, or parents working multiple jobs and not being around as much. I think that um, we can equate that with um, kids, because their parents aren't around, aren't getting out in the community as much as they did in the past. So I think that cell phones are not perfect, but I think that we're we're wrapping up um, all sorts of challenges and saying, well, it's the mobile device, it's social media, and we're not considering the lack of funding, the lack of teachers, uh, the lack of um, traditional learning resources that we have in schools across the province. Well, thanks for the discussion this morning. We appreciate that. Thank you, Simi. Have a great day.